Hello, I'm Rabbi Pinchas Alush and welcome to yet another episode. Join me as we illuminate our modern world with lessons from Judaism. If you enjoy this show, please show your support by subscribing to this podcast. And I hope you'll give us a five-star rating as it does so much to help grow this community. I welcome your feedback on this episode or on any of the other podcasts at rabbialushpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to learn more, please visit me at rabbialush.org or join me on Facebook and YouTube. So friends, imagine this. You behaved nastily to a friend and you now feel terrible about it. So you go ahead, you ask for forgiveness and you say to this friend, I'm so sorry about what happened. I really don't know what came over me. I just wasn't myself. Your loved one then forgives you and he or she even expresses sympathy and understanding and hopefully life moves on. As we know, these scenarios happen all the time to us in our chaotic society. But what does it mean that I was not myself? Are we schizophrenic? Do we really live a dual life? The answer, I believe, is painfully simple. You see, in every single one of us, there is a real self and there is a superficial self. The real self is pure, wholesome, and even holy. The real self would never do anything to hurt anyone. The superficial self, on the other hand, can act pathetically or worse, even cruelly, as it usually has a massive ego. So why do sometimes we allow the superficial self to demonstrate itself? itself? Why do we allow it to eclipse the pure goodness within each and every one of us? Perhaps the most basic answer is because we sometimes cease to view ourselves as utterly and essentially good beings created in the image of God who are called to fulfill our unique divine purpose in this world and who are charged with a mission to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly in the ways of God, as the prophet Micah puts it. In the year 1792, King Louis XVI of France was captured, dethroned, and imprisoned. His young son, the prince, was exiled to a faraway community, and there they exposed this young prince to every vile thing that life could offer in an effort to demoralize him and erase any memory of his royal status. See, they exposed the prince to delicacies that would make him a slave to his appetite. They tempted him with promiscuous behaviors that would make him a slave to his lust, and they introduced him to foul words and fluctuating moods that would make him a slave to his anger. For over six months he was given this treatment, but not once did the young prince buckle under pressure. Finally, they questioned him, why had he not submitted himself to these luring temptations and seductions? What was holding him back? And with exemplary calmness and profound dignity, the prince replied, I cannot do what you ask, for I was born to be a king. Friends, this is why the Jewish calendar has times like these. This coming Saturday and Sunday, Jews across the world will usher in the Hebrew month of Elul, in which we prepare ourselves for the new year and the high holidays with much self-reflection and introspection. But it is also a month in which God gives us the opportunity to jumpstart our relationships with Him and with all of our loved ones and reignite the passion, love, and commitment towards our mission to serve as God's agents of goodness in this world. 
Here's how the great Hasidic master Rabbi Shnel Zaman of Lari of the 18th century put it. During this month, the king comes out of his palace to the fields of his city. There, everyone who so desires is permitted to meet him. He receives them all with a cheerful countenance and shows a smiling face to them all. Later, however, after he enters his royal palace, none can enter into his presence except by appointment and only special people and select individuals. So too, by analogy, the month of Elul is when we meet God in the field. No secretary stands in our way. And yes, God is fully accessible during this month. Indeed, friends, during this special month, a divine king reappears. He visits us in the city's fields, but he also emerges from within, in our inner fields, deep within the chambers of our souls. And he awaits for us to meet him and heed his call to persist through our tribulations and indeed actualize our very best divine selves at every moment of the day. So what are we waiting for? During this month, let us dig deep and there encounter the king himself and our inner king, our inner queen. That meeting, that encounter may turn out to be the most rewarding moment in our lives.